Hey, good Saturday morning to you. This is the Better Modesto Show. My name is Jim Applegate. My co-host, who is usually here, is Chris Rickey, and he is out today on a uh, business trip. So Ulysses Vasquez is with us, and he is our producer for the show. So welcome, Ulysses. Yeah, glad to be here. Good morning, everybody. Um, Yeah, it's my first time in this chair. That's right. This chair usually is Chris's. Yeah, um, but this time, you know, I get to to sit in it and, and it's majesty. And well, I'm sure place. Chris would say you fill that chair well. Oh, and thanks. The, yeah, he, thanks. Uh, I, I know how much both of us really appreciate you being a part of the show and uh, just your thoughts. And then even uh, Ulysses has been working in the background just to set a lot of things up for us. And that's just been fantastic. So. Oh, yeah. It's been a learning experience. And I had a good time hanging out with these guys. So, yeah, yeah it's been fun. Right on. <laughs> so, hey, have you heard anybody's Thanksgiving stories? Thanksgiving stories? Yeah. Uh, well, I know for myself, uh, I had a story the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I had forgotten on Thanksgiving that I was supposed to drive my cousin to L.A. the next day. Um, and take <laughs> It's her kind of a big commitment. <laughs> that is a big commitment. And I definitely forgot. Um, and I also realized I had to book an Airbnb because we were going to spend the night there, too. And uh, I went to a BTS concert, which is... For yeah. those who don't know, it's the Korean pop band. That's right. Yeah, that's huge right now. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they sold out the Sophie Stadium, which is like in San- in L.A., in Inglewood, uh, 70,000 people, and uh, I got to go watch it. And Dang. it was an incredible thing to do at the day after Thanksgiving. It was, it was cool. It was awesome. <laughs> so all I know about BTS is they have like incredible dance moves, right? They do. They so do. did you dance along? Can oh, you do that? I was dancing. Yeah. You should have seen me. I was busting a move out That's there. awesome. <laughs> Man, kind of... that's so fun. Well, I'll tell you that my favorite thing over Thanksgiving for me was our church actually uh, rented the Modesto on Ice ice skating rink on mm. the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, kind of a Thanksgiving Eve tradition. But this year... We invited every uh, um, Afghanistan refugee who has come to the country in the last six months and invited them to come skate with us. Wow. And so our church got to host these people, and it was just a great night. And we sold out every ticket. We just packed it out. People skated. And, you know, I, I thought it was so fun at the end. You know, oftentimes when, like when I've been over to the Middle East... I'll take a picture with the pyramids or something like that, you know. But all these Afghanistan people were taking a picture with the ice rink because oh, it was just so cool for them. But I just don't think they've ever done it before. And so it was fun. It was fun. Our, our youth in our, in our um, church took care of the youth of the Afghani. So they didn't have to go out there with their kids necessarily and teach them how to skate. But it was just uh, it was probably like one of the highlights, honestly, for living in Modesto right now for me. It was just a night that I was super thankful for. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it that's was That's so fun. cool. It was, and you can't just skate. You have to fall too, right? That's part of the skating process. Oh, okay, well, right? true confession, I didn't go out there and skate. Oh, okay, okay. So one of my friends, Ben Miller, he's probably 10 years younger than me, but he went out there and skated, and I think he broke his rib. So, oh. Which is like the reason why I don't skate. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I always end up out a bruise, like on my elbows or my hip for the next yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it's a, it's a good imprint or memory of well, what see, happened this the is day the thing. Before. When you get to my age, you just kind of go, that, that bruise is not worth it. It's going to take like months to heal. So <laughs> it's not it. a question got of it. like a couple of days and you feel better anymore. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel that for a long time. So Okay. okay. It, it'll come, Ulysses. Noted, yeah. noted. Yeah. yeah, hopefully not too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Hey, the other great thing I saw in Modesto this week is that our COVID rates are actually going down. Yeah. They're like under a thousand. Uh, and that's the first time in a long time. And so, so much to be thankful for. Some, yeah. some really good stuff. Definitely. So, and yeah. I think I just want to thank everybody who's doing their part 
yeah and masking up and becoming vaccinated that's that's a, that's it's going to help our keep our numbers down especially with the new variant kind of we keep hearing about yeah but i think you know our city's doing the the good job of taking care of business yeah so. poor south africa they they discover a variant and then get blamed for it so it's yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's kind pretty of, funny it's kind of rough. Like, yeah we don't nobody wants to discover a variant now anymore no. it's like no 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 we don't want to get because then you'll put us on your do not fly list so yeah yeah crazy but, yeah and i think it's like every country that has its own variant has its like the variant it's like the south african variant yeah like, you know it's yeah why would you want that title in your name? Yeah. You that, just wouldn't. Yeah. I would not want this that. This is the USA variant. This is the Modesto variant. This is the just, Modesto variant. I would never want that. That would be horrible. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. <laughs> so, well, listen, we have a great show lined up for today. We actually have a lady who I've known in our community for a long time and super thankful to have her on our show. This is Kathy Mendoza. So Hi. welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. And Kathy has a tremendous amount of titles in in her resume here like it's just amazing she was the director of development for the Modesto symphony symphony orchestra which is amazing that's so much fun the executive director of the first tee of central valley and now she is the executive director of society for disability so we're going to hear about all these titles and kind of your journey as well so but first we want to get to know you a little bit kathy like how long have you lived in Modesto? Um, you know, we've been here since 1985. My husband and I were married in 1983, and we moved here for a job that he got, and we didn't know anyone here. Wow. And so we were fortunate enough to land in a in a beautiful, lovely neighborhood that we still live in. It's up by Davis High School. And we just started to make friends. And then once we had children and the kids went to school, we made a lot of friends. And the reason that we're still here is because of all those friends and the connections. And the reason we're still in the same house is because of the lovely neighborhood and the beautiful trees that change colors and the wonderful neighbors that we have. Um, so we've enjoyed every every minute that we've been here and we have no intention of leaving. Right on. Well, I, yeah. and I bet your neighbors would say the same thing about you. They love having you in their neighborhood. Well, well, I hope so. We're losing our next door neighbors. They're moving out of state. Oh, They've been our no. next door neighbors for 19 years. So we're very sad. Oh, man. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What is a like? Just pause there for a second. If someone was brand new to our community, how would you tell them this is how you get connected in Modesto? Ooh, well, join a good church first yeah. of all. Um, join a service club. I'm a, a member of Modesto Rotary. Yeah. Um, we meet downtown. It's a great way to connect with people. Um, find a place to volunteer. Find your passion and find a place that uh, works in your area of passion and volunteer and just go out and meet people yeah and there's there's lots of great places to be able to do that in Modesto yes, for sure so, for sure yeah that's awesome yeah how have you seen Modesto change since 1985 <clears throat> well certainly it's much larger yeah <laughs> and um, when we first moved here in 85 there was no new building so there were no all the subdivisions that are around the peripheral of the city were not here and so we didn't have a lot of choices in housing when we moved here. We were lucky enough to find a great, well-built home. Um, also, of course, as I said, it's grown. I've seen an increase in homelessness, of course, and an increase in um, commuters, you know, who live yeah. here because it's affordable. Um, 
and but also an increase in services. So we have um, many more restaurants that we can enjoy and stores, especially the locally owned stores and boutiques. I really enjoy those. Yeah, boy, that that is really true. Yeah, I remember that. You know, when I first moved into Modesto, which was '82. So mm. I only beat you by a couple of years. You did. But there used to be a Woolworths downtown. Oh, yes. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And I just remember going through all those years of that, those, the downtown stores closing, but now them opening back up again. Right. You know, in different small boutiques and restaurants. And I love our downtown in our city. It's just I do a great too. place to be. And one store I have fond memories of is Hamaway's. That was the children's store. Oh, yeah. And because I had both my daughters when I lived here, that was where you went to get the fancy crib mm. and the changing table and all the cute little things that go yeah. along with having a baby. So I miss Hamaway's. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us, um, like, what is your favorite restaurant in, uh, in Modesto? Oh, that's such a tough call. There's so many. You know, Fuzio has been around forever, and yeah. I enjoy having lunch there and sitting outside and watching everyone go by. I love Galetto. I love Tresetti's. Tresetti's was one of the first restaurants that I remember coming to downtown. Yeah. And I thought, oh, gosh, I don't know if they're going to make it. Yeah. And here they are, and they're still one of my favorites. Their bar is, is you know... And yep. their servers, everyone's just so great. So yeah. I, I probably have to say Tresetti's. You know, I was hoping you would say that because that is like one of my favorites <laughs> as well. And the chicken cordon bleu at that place yes. is just like amazing. So yeah, yes. Tresetti's is a total score for our community. How about you, Ulysses? You that, got a favorite? That, that's a great question. Actually, I, I mean, other than my mom's cooking... Um, I would definitely say <laughs> well, shout yeah. out to mom. That's shout awesome. I mom. love it. When are we coming um, over? Yeah, soon enough. I'll have to bring the mole. Um, I actually really enjoy um, Church Key. Is like, oh yeah, you know, it's definitely a go-to. Um, and I actually like going to the the boba shop. Actually, like for, just for boba, I'm a big boba guy. Is that yeah. the teacup place? The teacup place. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. My coworkers go there too. Oh yeah, I, I definitely enjoy yeah. it. And then um, I actually like Picasso's. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, when I go get sandwiches, that, yeah. that's where I like going. There's yeah. so many. I meet my cousin from Turlock once a month, and we have lunch, and she's retired, so she comes to me. And every month, our quest is to try a new restaurant. Oh, nice. And so it's kind of fun. That is totally fun. Yeah. Super yeah. Fun. I've uh, I, actually, Jordy, every time I walk into Jordy's place at Picasso's, he says, Welcome home. Welcome yeah. Home. That's and cute. I love that about him. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, him and his wife do a fantastic job, and their their staff there. And, yeah. man, Thank you to all these restaurants and places in downtown for hanging in there through yeah. the COVID season. It's not been yeah. not been easy. So, well, hey, we need to take a quick station break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Kathy about what she is doing right now, which is her work in Society for Disabilities. And uh, hopefully um, we get to hear some great stories about some awesome stuff that's going on in Modesto. So you're listening to KFIV 1360 AM. We're also live on the iHeartRadio app. And this is the Better Modesto Show and we'll see you right after the break. Hey, welcome back to the Better Modesto Show. This is Jim Applegate. My co-host Chris Ricky is out on assignment today, but Ulysses Vasquez is here. And then our guest is Kathy Mendoza from the Society for Disabilities. And by the way, you're listening to 1360 KFIV, also live on the iHeartRadio app. And we also have a podcast now for this show. So you can check us out on Facebook, on Better Modesto, or you can search for us on any of the formats. Our podcast is available lots of different places. So make sure you take a look at that. So Kathy, thanks again for being on our show today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Right on. Well, tell us a little bit about the work you do. What is Society for Disabilities? Well, first I'll tell you that Society for Disabilities was founded 
um, over 74 years ago as the Society for Crippled Children. And some doctors formed it in order to serve victims of polio. Mm -hmm. And over the years, it has morphed into now Society for Disabilities. And the dis is lowercase and the abilities is uppercase because that's what we like to to, uh, light on and emphasize. So we basically have three things that we do. We have um, recreational and social programs for people with disabilities of all ages. So we take disabled people water skiing, snow skiing. We have soccer. We have baseball through the Miracle League of Stanislaus County. We also have bowling, which is year-round and going on now. This year, we're going to have a very special event. Um, Modesto on Ice has uh, partnered with Kelly McMurray at Morgan Stanley, and we're going to have a, a... ice skating afternoon for all our clients so that's very exciting so we have those kinds of programs we also partner with um, UCP United Cerebral Palsy and we do a buddy club which is more of a social interaction club for people with disabilities Um, beyond that we have a huge medical equipment closet where we loan medical equipment to people who are either temporarily or permanently disabled. Things like hospital beds, wheelchairs, walkers, things as simple as crutches or a knee scooter. Um, And those things that we loan help people who have been um, disabled either permanently or temporarily, as well as helping their caregivers have a better quality of life and making it easier to care for the person. The beauty of the loan closet is that it costs no money except for a deposit and the deposit is returned when the equipment is returned. You can keep the equipment as long as you need it. And also, if you get a prescription from your doctor, you don't even need to give a deposit. So we have that. The third thing we do is we have a thrift store. And not only is it a great place to shop and a great um, source of revenue for us, but we work with different um, different reemployment agencies to help people rehabilitate from an injury that they may have gotten on the job. So they come and work with us until they're able to go back to their regular job. And in between, we're teaching them um, retail skills so that if they need to change careers because of their disability, they have an option. Wow. So those are the three things we do, and we only have a staff of five. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah. It Um, is. I mean, I, I just love hearing just the varying things that your organization does. And for myself, uh, my sister, you know, she's special needs and has great abilities uh, with a capital A. <laughs> and, uh, and she was able to partake for the bowling. And she just saw, had so much fun. And yes. I forgot to tell her, hey, do you want to come to this Thursday one? And I, t- I told her, remind her, hey, like, do you want to go? And she's like, definitely, yes. yes. And so just... Just that. And then also hearing about the medical loan closet. Yes. That's so amazing. Cause yeah, we feel like we're a well-kept secret, and we don't want to be that. So word of mouth is the best way that people hear about us. Yeah, well, I think that was the reason why Chris Ricky wanted to start this radio show, because Modesto has a PR problem. Yes. You know, we have we have so many great things going on here, and uh, and yet we're not able to get the word out. So I'm super thankful for you being on the show today for that. Yeah, so thank you. Is Society for Disabilities, is it like a global thing or is it just Modesto is it just where does well we only have one office and that's my office downtown with my staff and our thrift store Um, we are not a national organization or a global organization we serve mostly Stanislaus and San Joaquin County but we're actually the only one of our kind between Sacramento and Fresno especially when it comes to loaning equipment 
So we've had people come from the Bay Area for services, from Fresno, Merced, Stockton. Up into the yeah. foothills, I'm Up sure. Up into the foothills, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, See, yeah. this is just one of those things where, you know, before you told us all this, I, I wasn't aware of that. And it's one of these things that you just go, Modesto is a great place to live. Like, absolutely. there is so many generous and kind and thoughtful people here. And even just thinking through 74 years ago when that group of people said, we yeah. want to make a difference in these people's yeah. lives. So Yeah. And we also, um, the kindness of others comes back to us at the society because um, people will buy medical equipment sometimes in preparation for a surgery. Mm. And then when they're healed, they have no use for it. So they'll bring it and donate it to us. And then we can put it in our inventory. And that's hugely helpful to us as well. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like anytime you have a, a medical grade piece of equipment, it like what makes the price a hundred times more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was always laughing like these. Uh, you know, I used to work instructions, so we'd buy little tiny screws for like a buck. But then if they were a medical screw in a medical device, it'd be like ten thousand dollars for that same. <laughs> yeah, screw. I'm like, what's the difference between this? Like, boil it in some hot water and stick it in there, you'll be fine. Yeah, you know? it'll but, work the same. Yeah, no. It, yeah, it doesn't no. work that way, does no. it? No. <laughs> Sorry to tell I'm pretty you. Pretty naive and probably stuck in the old days. That's for sure. So I was, I was going to ask, um, especially since you're a, a, you know, you're now the executive director. Um, how are you helping? Other than being on this radio show, what are other things you're doing for outreach to get the the people to know the society of disabilities? Yeah, thank you for asking. We do work with hospitals and rehabilitation facilities. Um, We need to do more outreach with them. COVID kind of put a little damper on that for us. But in the past, we would send a representative out personally to meet with different, um, the people who handle the release of patients so that they know we're here. So we get calls all the time from different social agencies, different hospitals. There are like some of the visiting nurses groups or the home health nurses know about us and then they tell their friends and you know, so we have agencies we work with also. Mm. Um, but it's mostly word of mouth, yeah. honestly. It really is because that's word of mouth is affordable and dependable. Sure. You know, we yeah. don't have a big budget market uh, marketing budget. So we always tell people, tell your friends, please tell your friends about us. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That, well, and it works too, shoulder tapping and just yeah. saying hi to people and telling them what's going on. Is, yeah, and I try, I try to get as many speaking gigs as I can. I've spoken to several um, service clubs, okay. and that's always very helpful to get the word out because most people that belong to a service club are interested in helping the community thrive and that um, they're anxious to spread the good news about the community. So speaking to service clubs is great. Yeah. Well, I love that you're here. Oh, and spreading you. that good news. So thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Tell us, like, um, what do you actually need from our community in this? Well, of course, we always need money. What nonprofit doesn't need money? We also need volunteers. So if you are someone who's looking for something to do, we can use you in our thrift store. We could use you at our programs if you like working with clients directly and assisting at our bowling event or assisting at Day on the Farm, which is another big, huge, really cool event that we do out at a farm in Oakdale and the kids get to ride ponies and feed cows and do all kinds of great stuff. So we're always looking for volunteers as well as money. we, you know, we could use someone in the office as a receptionist or a clerical person. That's that's a big help. 
Um, And also just to spread the word about what we do. Our thrift store also takes donations. So if you have gently used things that you think would be of use to someone else, we can put them into our thrift store. And that we feel our thrift store also helps serve um, the homeless community and others who are not able to shop at retail. They can often find really nice things in our shop for less. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm, so. um, So tell me what, age groups do you actually serve we actually serve anyone with a disability okay we act we start you know like probably five years old we wouldn't want to put anyone who is younger than that on a snow ski or a water ski (laughs) yeah but we have served all ages and um, you might say that some people with disabilities they really never age out because they're always sort of you know that younger younger mindset that that enjoys the kind of activities we offer yeah and then if I came into your organization, you know, as green as could be, do you train and help me to figure out how to do this? Because like, I can imagine some people are like, I mean, like you, Ulysses, with it, with a uh, with a sister who has disabilities, you'd probably be very comfortable. Yeah. And some people who have never been around people with disabilities, like, oh, I don't even know yeah. where to start, but so I want to. I recently recruited a friend of mine who's um, a younger guy, and he's an avid golfer, and I got him to come to bowling. And really, all he had to do was be himself. Yeah. And he has that kind of personality that the clients just loved him. And he loved having fun with the clients and actually bullying against them. And, you know, so I think, yeah, of course we train. And of course we screen our volunteers. But also, you know, we can often help a volunteer find their niche. Like maybe you just want to sit and answer the phone for us and you don't really want to interact with a client. That's fine. We need that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And yeah, thanks. Yeah, that I mean that that would make me feel a lot more confident to want to jump in. So Absolutely. Really yeah, in fact, I used to ski with our snow ski program. And that's how I got introduced to this agency was as a volunteer because one of my friends was doing it and she said, "Let's go ski with them." And we did. And we had a ball. So I can't wait for snow ski season yeah, this year. Love yeah. it. All right, we need to take a quick station break. So you're listening to The Better Modesto Show on KFIV 1360. We're also live on the iHeartRadio app and uh, and also on our podcast as well. So make sure you look for us on social media. And uh, we're, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Kathy Mendoza about the Society for Disabilities. So we'll see you right after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to the Better Medesto Show. I'm Jim Applegate, and my co-host Chris Ricky is out this week, uh, but we're looking forward to having him back next week. And in his place is Ulysses Vasquez. He's our producer for this show, so welcome to KFIV 1360 AM, also live on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just, again, good to be here. Also, um, you mentioned about... It's kind of hard coughing in public nowadays. Yeah. 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 To, our, you know, our, our guest, Kathy, just had a big coughing fit in the break. Yeah. And uh, we're like, oh, that's the easiest way to clear the aisle at Home Depot or the grocery store. So, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's incredible for me because it's like, you know, I've been coughing my whole life. We all have. But yeah. now all of a sudden I'm like it's self-conscious. Like, it's taboo. About like how loud I can cough. Like what's going on now? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's another thing to be self-conscious about. Well, Kathy Mendoza, thank you very much for joining us on our show today. Kathy is with Society for Disabilities, but that's only one of her amazing titles in Modesto. And so you have been a part of the Modesto Symphony Orchestra, the first T of Central Valley. And you kind of, you have this director title so can you tell us like what does a director actually do what does that mean well the director 
um, the executive director is actually, I like to think of it as the, the person who flies the plane, but the executive director needs a co-pilot, and that co-pilot is your board president. And I'm fortunate to have a very wonderful board president and a wonderful supportive board. And so we're flying the plane, but then you got all these busy bees behind you that are making sure everything else is taken care of, and that's your staff. So really what I do is I make sure that, well, in my role, I also double as the development director, which is the person who finds the funding. So I'm writing grants. I'm soliciting money from different corporations and individuals. Um, I'm doing, the some of the parts are really tedious, like making sure the accounting gets done, making sure that the HR policies are followed. And, and fortunately, we have good agencies that we've hired to help us with those things. Um, as the executive director, you're also making relationships in the community, which is my favorite part of the job. You are it's very the good best at that. part. Thank you. Yeah. And um, also just making sure that your staff is happy and that they feel appreciated and that you know what their strengths are and you put them in a spot where they can live up to their strengths and enjoy being successful. So you really need to set your staff up to succeed so that you have a good um, team environment. <clears throat> um, yeah, a lot of what I do is it um, what other people enjoy doing. So that's the key is finding everybody and putting them in their spots where they enjoy mm -hmm. and thrive. Yeah, yeah, putting the right people on the bus in the right seats. Yeah, so, exactly. I love it. So how did you become an executive director? Well, I kind of, believe it or not, in college, I was a public relations and communications major. I, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't get to use that title until... Um, the early 90s when I worked at the Empire Union School District and I was their school PR person, which was a lovely job. Really enjoyed it. <clears throat> After that, um, when budget cuts eliminated that position, sadly that happens to a lot of school PR people, I moved on and my first job in a nonprofit was actually the American Heart Association, which is so far back in my history, it's not even really on my resume. And I worked as a business development officer. And then from there, I was hired by the Modesto Symphony Orchestra as a development person, again, a fundraiser and event planner. And then I actually went to the first tee of Central Valley as a development person as well. And when our longtime executive director uh, retired, I was recruited for the position. So that's how I kind of came to that. Right and then once you become an executive director, you kind of just, th those are the jobs you gravitate towards and are usually recruited for. Yeah. And I don't, definitely don't want to skip over one experience that's unique uh, from your executive director experience is that you started this position right at the beginning of the pandemic. You started I did. at the Society of Civility during a pandemic. Who yes, does that? I know. Who does me. That? <laughs> me. Yeah. My first interview was actually March 18th, which oh, wow. was kind of when everyone started to close down. But, you know, it was nice because it gave me some time without all the busyness of our of our activities gave me some time to know the staff and to um, really dig in and find out more about the organization and just get everything lined out so that when we did launch again we could hopefully be as successful as possible and we did have a couple of online auctions to raise money and <clears throat> during that COVID time I was also writing tons and tons of grants and we were lucky enough to get some of those funded to help us bridge the gap 
you know, that we needed because our thrift store had been shut down, our fundraisers had been canceled, and but we were always okay. We weren't, you know, flush with money, but we were always okay. And right now we're in a super great position because we have a lot of people that supported us throughout the pandemic. And now that we're able to have events again, we're able to come out of that. But it was a nice kind of quiet time. It was kind of surreal. But because we're considered essential, we never had to close. So all my employees got to come to work every day, which they were very thankful for. Um, And even though the thrift store wasn't open, we were doing behind the scenes things. So it really wasn't, it was odd, but it wasn't horrible, you know, and it wasn't impossible. So we managed. And I was I was curious during that that shutdown time, what what were there any services that were provided during that turn during the pandemic? Well, we kept our loan closet going because at first it was slow because people weren't having elective surgeries, but there are always accidents, mm, you know, and people yeah. need to recover from automobile accidents or whatever industrial accidents. So that was one reason we were able to stay open is because people did have that need. Um, One of our social interaction um, activities, which is the buddy club that we do, the United Cerebral Palsy, we continued to do that online via Zoom. Mm. And that was fun because we could still have costume contests and we could still have dance contests. And we even did karaoke via Zoom a couple of times. That is so fun. So we kept that going. That was a lifeline for a lot of people because... If you can imagine when you're disabled, you're even more vulnerable to something like COVID. And of course, your parents are more protective of you. And a lot of times our clients don't have the capacity to understand why they can't go somewhere, why they can't do their usual stuff. So just to keep a couple of lifelines going for them, I think was super important. Um, and they're just also happy that they can start to come back now. Yeah, and, and I'm so glad that your organization kept that and is still doing that because social is- isolation is such a real thing. Um, during, for everyone, for not just people with disabilities. And then with, with people with disabilities, <clears throat> you have that kind of lack of communication to how to use all that technology and things like that. So that's so great that yeah. you know you had that opportunity for that. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And it kept me going and interested too. But I'm just so happy that I'll get to know some of our clients because so I haven't even met some of them, like yeah. your sister, for yeah. example. You yeah. know, and it's like, wow. So when I got to go bowling with everybody, I was so excited. I was like, no, I'm not going to bowl, but I'll just stand here and cheer for you. But it was very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm wondering, you know, you've had... A, had quite a few different executive director experiences. What do you love about Modesto and our community? Oh, that's easy. Our community is so giving and so generous, and none of the other nonprofits feel like a competitor to another nonprofit. Wow. All of us executive directors, we all work together. A lot of us belong to the same organizations. We bounce ideas off each other, we use each other's resources. Um, I have worked as a fundraiser in another community just north of us, and raising money there was so much harder than here in Modesto. Even though it was a larger community, hmm. the, the, a larger metropolis, the community of people that were willing to get involved and help was much smaller than what we have here. Yeah, And we have so many great resources here. We have the Stanislaus Community Foundation, who's always eager to help nonprofits. And shout you know, out to Marianne Cannon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She's my hero. I love her. And um, <clears throat> we also have so many organizations like PSC and the Male Family and John Rogers. And they're just like the the 
the glue that kind of holds the nonprofit community together and keeps us going. So, and then volunteer wise, man, we are lucky. We are so lucky. I'm also on the board for the Community Hospice Foundation, mm. and they are very rich in volunteers. Yeah. And people are, um, we're just lucky that we have so many people who want to help make Modesto a better community. Yeah, yeah. That's what I found too. It's, it's almost <laughs> funny because, you know, Modesto is not, you know, it's not as wealthy as the Bay Area. It's not as, but it, it, it almost seems to me, and I've watched this over the years, that when things get tighter in Modesto, people get more generous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. I like, mean, look at the Rad Card. Yeah. I mean, that is a phenomenal idea. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that has, everybody gets so excited about it. Our thrift store is on the Rad Card, by the way, so come see us. Oh, right now. on. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, but yeah, all the innovation that comes out of the woodwork with people in this community is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just the um, the empathy, the compassion, those kind of things that we see in this community are, are phenomenal. So, all right, we need to take another quick station break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the projects that you're working on. We're going to talk about the dream for a society for disabilities, where you think this place is, this thing is going for the next 20 years. And uh, we're also going to ask our famous question about if Chris Ricky could wave a magic wand for city council, what would you, what would you want to, what would your wish be? So, hey, you're listening to the Better Modesto Show on KFIV 1360 AM, also live on the iHeartRadio app, and we'll see you after the break. Hey, welcome back to the Better Modesto Show. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning, and you're with Jim Applegate. Our co-host Chris Ricky is out this week, but my friend and colleague, our producer Ulysses Vasquez, is with us, and uh, we are interviewing this morning just getting to know Kathy Mendoza from the Society for Disabilities and so thanks again Kathy for being on our show oh you're welcome it's my pleasure it's a lot of fun yeah it is I didn't know radio was so fun yeah just having a conversation no it's a blast I mean and especially with these new mics that uh (laughs) yeah that you know Chris Chris, you'll see them soon right we upgraded (laughs) our studio a little bit or aka Jim's office yeah into our studio so it's good yeah we'll have to take a picture of that and post it on social media or something so people can kind of see where the magic happens so yeah so um Kathy, tell us about some of the projects that Society for Disabilities is working on. Certainly. So we always have our ongoing sports, which we do, and I mentioned earlier. Um, Coming up, we'll have snow skiing. As soon as we get some snow, come on, we need snow. Mm -hmm. Pray for snow. Um, And then we'll, you know, we oversee um, the Miracle League of Stanislaus County, and that's going to start up, and that's a lot of fun to watch. We play on Saturday mornings in the springtime out at Big Valley um, Campus. That's and, a baseball. Yeah. Right? Miracle yeah. League is baseball. And what is the age for those? Um, oh, gosh. Put me on the spot here. Let's see. I think I'm not going to say. Okay. I, it's young adult. We can just take a guess at it. Yeah. 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 We're good. It's probably like <laughs> 8 to 16, I think. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. sorry, I should know that. But no, it's yeah. such a cool program. I've I haven't got to see times. it in action yet, yeah. so that's one reason I'm not sure about the ages is because I haven't met any of the players. Yeah. yeah, I think actually now that I remember, my sister actually did it when I was. She in probably did. Yeah, yeah. And she has the shirt. Yeah, and then the that's hat. right. They yeah, get she the had a blast, yeah, so yeah. That's so cool. So, so it's, it's actually like a baseball diamond out there that is all hard court, right? So correct. Everybody in in wheelchairs and can participate. And, yeah. uh-huh. So it's fantastic, and it's a smaller size diamond. And it has, um, even though it's hard court, it's it's soft, so that if you do fall on it, it won't hurt you. 
And then we also re recruit volunteers as buddies so that each of the disabled players has a buddy to help them in case they have trouble running or whatever it is that they might need assistance with. Somebody just be there. So we're always looking for volunteers for Miracle League as well. So we're going to get all those recreational programs kicked off again. We were able to do water skiing last summer, which was fun. That's at Modesto Reservoir. And we have specially built water skis that actually have like little seats on them that are kind of caged in like a wheelchair seat. So anybody that is unable to water ski on their own can experience the same sensation in the safety so of great. that. Yeah. yeah, super cool. Great to watch because people just, um, the smiles are so big mm. and same with our snow skiing program too. So those are just ongoing things that we do as far as projects. Like right now we're working on, um, we're working on inventorying our loan closet with those 5,000 pieces of equipment that I mentioned earlier. There are some that we need to weed out and some that need, you know, needs to be better organized, but we're so busy helping people with items that sometimes it's hard to get to that organization piece. We also partner with the Modesto City um, Police Force and they have a special task team that works with homeless and people who live on the streets. And they come to us when they need wheelchairs and such for those clients. So we're partnering with them doing that. So that's kind of exciting. We also work with the Gospel Mission when they have clients who need, you know, inventory. And just so. filling all the little gaps. In yeah, our, all yeah. the little gaps here yeah. and there. Little gaps everywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. And, yeah. you know, when you were talking about just putting the smiles on kids' faces when they're water skiing, yeah. Like, I just love the, you know, the, that human characteristic of right. just wanting to help and wanting to put a smile on someone else's face. And yeah, that's just, that's just fantastic. Yeah. And really to be a good volunteer, that's all you need is yeah. that desire to help someone smile and have a great day yeah. I love and that. have an experience that they wouldn't normally have. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So dream with us a little bit, like the next 20 years, what do you want Society for Disabilities <clears throat> to look like? Well, um, I think that my board has probably been thinking about this for a long time, but we would like to expand our reach so that we are serving people outside of Stanislaus and San Joaquin counties. We're not bound to that by any particular thing, just by the fact that we don't have enough staff and enough locations to reach other people. But we'd also like to add more programs, like I'd love to see an art program and a music program and whatever else we can find that helps people with disabilities communicate better or experience a better quality of life. So those are some of the things we're looking at um, and perhaps having satellite offices or you know, a regional rather than a county-wide reach. I love it. Yeah. Wow, that's a huge plan. So, um, you know, just make a request to our community then. What, <laughs> what do you need? You know what we really need is we need a larger facility that allows us to have a showroom for our medical equipment mm. so that people can see the things that they're actually going to borrow from us. We'd love to have a facility that allowed us to have a classroom setting. Um, we currently also have um, sign language classes that we teach, um, are taught by a sign language teacher that volunteers and works with us. Um, and we have to hold those somewhere else because we don't have room for that. So that's our, that's our big thing is to find a bigger facility that can house everything we need in one spot so that yeah. we could be a one-stop shop for people. But it's also our desire to stay downtown and near bus lines because that's where most of our clients can get to us easily. Yeah. So yeah. That's, a, that's a big fat request, but 
Yeah. It's a big, hairy, audacious goal, as they say. I love it. I love it. Tell us, um, where is your location? Because maybe people would be interested in coming to your thrift store. Yeah, absolutely. We have some fun stuff in our thrift store. Um, We are at, um, well, we are on the corner of 8th and L. So So downtown Modesto. Downtown Modesto, 8th and L. Kitty corner from Skewer's Restaurant on the other side of the tracks. Wow. Yes. Thrift store and offices. Yeah, so when you come down to Skewers, because that's another delicious restaurant mm-hmm. in Modesto, yeah, <laughs> stop by the Society. What are your hours there? We are there from um, 8.30 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. Okay. The thrift store is open from 9 to 4. Gotcha. And the first Saturday of every month. Right on. Yeah. All right yeah. on. So, so yeah, go, yeah, go ahead and stop by there. And I, I was just going to say, um, I've been there, and they, you guys have, like, deals and stuff like that. You have, like, specials. I know the month of, like, October, you guys had, like, Every week, a different special. Yes, our um, manager, Alex, is very good at having specials and trying to move move stuff. But we always have some nice furniture. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. 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 So if you have any furniture you're looking for, yeah. you know, now you know where to go. Yeah. yeah. yeah Holiday items. We have a lot of Christmas things out right oh, now, okay, too. that's great. So good. So good. Tis the yeah. season. Yeah. So we love to ask this question to all of our guests. If uh, Chris Rickey, as our, our famous city councilman, um, you, you know, I don't know if you know how this show started, but it's actually Chris Ricky and I were running against each other for the same That's seat. That's right. And, yeah. uh, and he won and I lost. Uh, but Aww. through that, we became good friends. And uh, I just appreciate this guy like quite crazy. And he's got such a huge heart for our mm-hmm. community. He really does. He does. So if, if Chris, as our famous city councilman, could wave a magic wand and make your dreams come true, what would you wish? Oh, that's kind of easy. I would wish that every person who's living on the streets could get the services they needed. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I know there's a lot of mental illness um, that causes people to live on the streets. I wish they could get the services they needed to live the life that they could live. Um, I know there's a lot of drug addiction, and you know, I just, I, I just wish I didn't have to drive to work and see, you know, 25 people living on the streets in a, a mile. Yeah. you know space yeah. and i wish they didn't feel like they had to live in in the parks but yeah. i know that's a big dream but yeah and so so much of that like our, our i think our city and our county is doing some tremendous they good are. stuff um to make that a reality but with that mental illness side and that drug addiction side boy there's there's it's it, hard. We're really limited in what we can well and you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped yeah and i know that personally yeah that you know you you yeah it just makes it's it hard tough, it's so. hard yeah. yeah it's a big wish well that is a that's a great wish and I, I i don't know if chris can make that one come true but i sure hope so yeah so. but it's something definitely we can progress you know yeah toward and oh i think we've made like you said jim yeah. we've made great strides yeah. in this city there are a lot of people that care very deeply yeah yeah, yeah. And, i mean kathy i want to say thank you for providing oh, um, that niche and those services and you've helped a lot of families and, yeah, you know, and youth you. of all ages. Yeah. Um, well, and I couldn't do it without my great staff and my supportive board. So I have to give them all a shout out and all the volunteers. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Kathy. And thanks. everyone who she mentioned right now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Kathy, I want to say thanks mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you and I have served on boards together before. Yeah. That's how I got to know you. And you've always been one of those bright lights in our community. Aww. Just, you know, that shining smile that you have, that hospitality that love for people and just your compassion and your empathy for people just um, exudes in our time together and so I just want to say thanks to you as a person and 
Good grief! Can we get some more Kathy Mendozas? Yeah, in our in yeah, our, we got area? our carbon copies. All I around? think yeah. we have some. We just got to <laughs> tease them out of their you know shyness. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't be shy in this kind of a job. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If anybody out there wants to learn how to be an executive director of a nonprofit, Kathy would be a great mentor for you. Oh, so thank go you. volunteer very at kind. Society for Disabilities, and maybe she could make that happen. Yeah, so. come see us. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, it's been a great quick show, I'm sure. So um, next week, we've got Jason Conway with the Gospel Mission going to be on our yeah. show. Another and, great guy. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. name was mentioned already, so yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to just hearing some of the strategies for helping with homelessness in our area. And uh, he, he does such a great work and so compassionate. So, And then uh, tonight, I want to remind you that the Modesto... Uh, Parade of Lights, the Christmas Parade is on. So that starts at 5.30 in downtown Modesto. So grab some hot chocolate, grab a blanket, some chairs, come sit out downtown and uh, it's going to be a great time together to be in Modesto. So oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and oh, if yeah. you haven't ice skated yet, make sure you get yeah. out there to Modesto on ice. Yeah. So You might get a bruise to that, you know, here or there, but it's all good. Yeah, you, can always, good. you can always go over and borrow some equipment from Kathy <laughs> while you're on the mend. So. After you hurt yourself <laughs> ice skating, great. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Better Modesto Show with your host, Jim Applegate. My, our guest today, Kathy Mendoza, and our producer, Ulysses Vasquez. And as always, we're looking forward to have Chris Ricky back next week. And hope you've had a great time with us today. So you've been listening to 1360 KFIV, also live on the iHeartRadio app. And we will see you next week. Have a great Saturday.